0: Sunday, May 10th, 1:16 and 24 25 seconds. There's your timestamp. We are joined today by Ben Galdo and Mark Mazza from the Castle Guard. But first, we have a hokey haiku. Pat, you want to kick us off with our haiku?
1: Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, by the way. The hokey moms of Saturday, sons of mothers, mothers of Saturday. This hokey haiku is brought to you by the Main Street Pharmacy. The Main Street Pharmacy led by Dr. Jeremy Counts, king of Blacksburg. They will help you with all of your coronavirus, COVID-19 necessities uh, from your Purell and your hand sanitizer, toilet paper, snacks. You know, they have it all at the Main Street Pharmacy. And Jeremy Counts, he will greet you with a smile. Sons of smiling. Grant Watson, let's crush this haiku. Castle has the best atmosphere in the country. Mike Young is the man.
0: Very, very straight to the point, and we appreciate that, Grant Watson. You are the man. Um, here we go. Introducing our two friends here. First and foremost, not to be biased, but Mark Mazza is from Bergen County, New Jersey. <laughs> up, Mark, how are we doing? I don't <laughs> love the in the Back, but how are we?
2: I'm excited to be here. Um... Gotta stick with my Yankees though.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Ben Galdo, where are, we, where are we zooming in from? We are home. We're in Blacksburg, Virginia. Home in Blacksburg, Virginia. Just a hop, skip, and a jump here from the Uptons. Shout out to the Uptons for Sons of Hospitality. Um, so, guys, just quick introductions here. Mark, we'll start with you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how you ended up in Virginia Tech. What year you are, what you got going on, what are you studying?
2: So I am wrapping up my senior year at Virginia Tech, but I will be taking a fifth year, so I'll be back next year. So yeah, I'm double majoring in building construction and real estate, and I chose Virginia Tech because their architecture program, which I ended up switching out of, but also just I love the atmosphere, the family, this is home kind of atmosphere there, it just really caught my attention.
3: Fantastic. And Ben, what's your story? Uh, so I'm a senior graduating, majoring in BIT, I'm going to go back work uh, to work up in NOVA after. This is all said and done. But um, yeah, it was kind of a no brainer. As soon as you step out on this campus, there's just like a feel to it. Uh, it was already home from the start. So uh, it wasn't really a matter of if, it was more a matter of when, uh, when I was going to get started here.
1: Couldn't agree more. So, Mark and Ben, uh, for, for you guys listening out there, Castle Guard, Sons of Castle, Mark and Ben are the current incoming and outgoing presidents of the Castle Guard. And we've got a really special thing going in Castle Coliseum. And we've seen this evolution of Castle Guard uh, really, you know, come, just come up since the Buzz Williams era. So, you know, just take it from the top. What is the Castle Guard? So just straight out simple,
3: um, Castle Guard is the official student section for all Virginia Tech basketball. Men's and women's, if you're sitting in Castle in the student section, you are Castle Guard. Uh, That's just kind of it straight up, um, and that's the message we've been trying to preach. But uh, with Castle Guard, there's an executive board, and that's kind of where we step in.
4: So, Mark, what are the origins of the Castle Guard? How and when did it start? Because I know it kind of dates back to like the Seth Greenberg era, but really how did it start for the people who don't know?
2: So in 2007, we were founded, and you're right, uh, it was under Seth Greenberg. And if I'm not mistaken, our founder's name was Jordan Holt. And he got together with some of his fraternity brothers and kind of started to make uh, the front row of the student section hype as hype as possible to get the rest of the student section going. And um, it kind of just got built on from there. I know that SGA, the Student Government Association, they got involved and kind of took control over uh, the Castle Guard. And then after a few years, Virginia Tech Athletics got involved and now we are we're affiliated with VT athletics
1: now i remember back in those days with castle guard there was uh, there was leonidas Hokie leonidas i think that was like the name he had he would paint his face maroon and then he would dye his big beard <laughs> and orange and he would be shirtless and he would have this sword as well as this uh this vt shield what do you guys know about uh this legend of the castle guard I think
3: you you said it, you summed it up. It's a legend. He's a legend. He, he's absolutely someone that we remember. Um, and when we were getting in touch with some alum this past week, uh, his name was brought up multiple times as someone who kind of brought the energy to that front row. He was kind of the, the leader. He led by example and uh, yeah, you got it right. He had the shield. He had the beard going on. He had everything. Um, but now he was kingly knight is what I, I, what I've heard. That's, that's the myth. That's, that's how, what we've heard on our end.
2: The roots of Castle Guard were definitely based off of medieval theme. They all had, Uh, swords and shields and uh, kind of knight armor. And um, we've kind of strayed away from that since our original founding. But I I definitely think that there's going to be a return to that sometime soon.
1: So Mark, tell us about the application process of how to get involved with Castle Guard. You You are the new president of the Castle Guard, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of incoming freshmen or sophomores who want to get involved how do you do it? Do you go through an application process? Do you need to be vetted in or is it just like, cause I know there's the executive team, but it's also like, okay, if you're a student at Virginia tech, you're in the student section, you are in the castle guard. What are the, uh, the behind the scenes moves of getting, you know, really involved with it.
2: Right. So every student who sits in the student section is part of castle guard. So there's no special process for that. But when it comes to the executive board, uh, at the end of the season, once everything's wrapped up, we do have an application process. So it starts off with a written application and then, uh, after that, there is an interview process. So um, it, it, depending on the year and how many people are outgoing, that's kind of where we figure out how many people we want incoming. Um, but it, we usually don't look at freshmen for the process just because we want them to have a full years of experience within Castle, seeing what the atmosphere is like so that um, they're not coming in completely uh, completely lost.
3: And in terms of just involvement with Castle Guard um, outside of the board, there are ways to get involved. I think this year we really picked up on that. So we've got a listserv. We also have social media accounts that you can go follow through. And it's just through those that we advertise opportunities for these students to get involved with. And uh, like, for an example, this past season, we did fan passes for the women's game. And what that entailed is if you signed up um, and we put your name down, uh, when you showed up to the game, you'd get free food, uh, free giveaways, uh, VIP seating. It we really just built up for this really cool atmosphere that was available only to Castle Guards. So it's only to the people that were really tuned in we'd Give them these opportunities to you know take advantage of what we have to offer.
1: So, you mentioned the listserv, and I think that's very interesting because that's a great way to capture people's information and really you know blast everything out there that you need to. How many people are on the Castle Guard listserv? Do you know? So, as of right now, what's the, what's the number? It's like
3: north of uh,
2: we're over 600. We just passed yeah. that threshold last week, so uh, definitely building it and it's growing fast, and it's been a huge success in our first year,
1: yeah. It's- I know Castle holds like 9,800 people and the student section is probably what, a quarter of Castle or like, you know, a fifth of Castle, would you say? Right around there. Yeah.
3: And it's like you said, it really has been cool. We actually just got the listserv this past season. So this was the first trial run with it. And a huge shout out to our advisor for getting us that VT email, because in the past we'd had a Gmail email. And if you guys know anything about VT.edu, you can't make a listserv with a Gmail a regular Gmail that includes bt.edu email. So while we wanted this, we had the idea a little while back. We couldn't really do it because we didn't have VT.edu bt.edu email. We weren't in that Google group. So when we finally did, kind of came to realization and, yeah, just got it going from there. Love that. And, and you mentioned the listserv is
0: a big change that you both implemented. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what other changes were implemented both last year. Uh, we'll start with Mark and then Ben. Talk to us about what's to come this upcoming season.
2: Um, there's been a lot of changes, uh, especially in my three years part of exec, um, but in terms of this past year, uh, with the student section now being general admission, the, the pregame line is a big change. Um, typically what would happen is since everyone had their assigned seats, they would get, get there at any given time before tip-off and they would come and sit in their, their designated seats, but now that there's actually a first-come, 1st serve basis, you have students lining up outside of Castle hours ahead of time, and even a perfect example is there was one game that was I think it was a noon tip off and students started lining up before eight o'clock so like people are getting there early the most passionate fans are making sure that they're sitting front row second row whatever it is um, that was definitely our biggest change and that's something that we're looking to build on for next year really enhancing that line waiting experience and um, just more communication and cohesion within the student section is something that we've been looking to build on uh, we want to make sure that all of our chants are getting all the way to the back of the student section um, and making sure that all students are up to date on giveaways, themed games, all that kind of stuff.
3: And yeah, just in terms of changes these past couple of years, it's been so much that we all, we all forget about it because since we've been around, again, it's it's kind of night and day from where we started to where we are now. Um, and just some bigger highlights, we got a booth in Castle that was on our end, um, which has been awesome. It's a, kind of a central hub for students to come to us to check out the Fat Heads to get their free giveaways. Another huge one was the Listserv. That really opened up a lot of opportunities sons of opportunities like it's kind of just stem from stuff like that um the social media following we got to give a shout out to our Mike Mike Gino King Gino he started up the social media accounts really um and it's where they are now with uh our man Captain Jack he he we're north of like 6,000 Twitter followers we're up in the 2000s with Instagram we've got some numbers that we can really be proud of um and not to mention like small things. Like I think last year we got a banner that said defend the Castle" that run across the front. That was like really tough, like a really nice clean had our logo and everything. Um, Mark here has been designing the shirt since he's been around and they've gotten better and better. It's just so much growth and so much um, improvement throughout the years. But in terms of the future, I think if a lot of it stems from what we've already created. Again, I'm going to point to the email and I'm going to point to the social media accounts. It's stuff like that, that gets us in touch. With people like you guys like when you guys reached out i mean of course we're gonna we're gonna go for anything and everything to try something new try to get a, our name out there and just better our brand so i don't know it's it's a lot of uh, open-mindedness and also just collaboration with with the sons you know people uh, who can present opportunities for ourselves
1: yeah absolutely and like i i've really noticed the collaboration and the cohesiveness of the castle garden it's been fun you know as an alumni It's a Wednesday night, and it's a 9 p.m. tip-off, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe these students have to go to a 9 p.m. game. They probably have exams tomorrow, but, you know, lo and behold, Castle is jumping, it's rocking, and it is, you know, one of the loudest arenas in all of college basketball, so some of those loudest games, you know, are ACC home games. Tell us about, like, the types of preparation that go into a home game against, like, Duke.
2: Um, the, the big games definitely have a lot of preparation leading up to them because the big games typically have um, the big giveaways beforehand. So we're there for those those really big marquee matchups. We're there a couple hours before tip-off, um, getting things ready. I know specifically this past year, the Orange Effect game against Duke, uh, that's when we handed out this year's Castle Guard t-shirts. And that took a lot of preparation, trying to figure out whether we should hand them out within the stadium or outside to the students on the line. Um, and then also just, uh, yeah, just really spreading the word the days and weeks leading up to the game is really important. As Ben mentioned before, social media has really taken off in the past few years uh, between Mike Genovese and Jack Vance really leading the way. And um, that's one thing that we really depend on in terms of preparation and making sure that students are coming out in full force and they know what color to wear. They know um, what team we're playing and what time. So uh, definitely that's the big one.
3: And yeah, just like in terms of those big day, atmospheres uh, those game day atmospheres I mean we're going to touch on Duke this past season because that really was a big one and considering it was our first one of the season that really showed out with attendance and stuff um, it was our first pregame line Uh, we had the shirts going out and keep in mind that these are shirts that he designed completely from scratch like it was a really cool design from start to finish Um, and we had sizes for everyone so it wasn't just like a handout we had to get everyone's sizes so like a lot of coordination and not to mention not the pregame line you got Jimmy John's handing out their free subs you've got uh, all these other companies that are just kind of giving out freebies to the students, which was amazing. Um, and like you said, I mean, in terms of when we get started, I, I was there, I remember with some of our guys like north of three hours beforehand and we were, <laughs> we were not the first ones there. We were getting there to set up, but like kids were already lined up and they're telling us they'd been there for north of like four and five hours, which is crazy to think. And it's really cool because they're like tagging us on social media, showing us how they're the first in line, sending us videos but um, it's just everything that's building up outside is one thing. But as soon as the doors open, it's like, all right, let's 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 get going. Like, let's dance.
1: With the pregame lines, it reminds me of Grayson's dad and my dad in the 80s. would talk about, you know, Bimble Coles and Del Curry, how you'd have to camp out for tickets. And that's, you know, just unheard of in this day and age. But the fact that we have these lines that people are standing in for three or four hours at a time, Really shows that there's a super high demand to get in there, get your free food from Jimmy John's or what have you, and uh, cheer on the hookies. So that's freaking awesome. I wanted to ask, like, um, I know with pregame stuff, for example, I know that when Tech played at Duke, uh, the Cameron Crazies get like a sheet, like a printout sheet, and it's like dirt on Virginia Tech or dirt on the players or suggested chance here and there. Where is the line drawn with that type of stuff, you know, from opposing fan sections? Do you guys have any type of, like, things that you issue about players if you want to say something? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of curious of uh, how, do, how do you get into oppo- opponents' heads without crossing the line?
2: Yeah, so our biggest rule is just keep it clean. Um, we've had uh, in the past Buzz Williams call us out at, at one point in time against Duke for explicit language being used. And that's that's something that we try to curb as much as possible uh, as an executive board. If we hear students getting a little, you know, crossing that line, as you mentioned, uh, we definitely make sure to let them know, like, hey, let's tone it back a little bit. But in terms of preparation for chants against the other team, it's mostly improvised. Um, like, for example, I think it was my freshman or sophomore year, we played against Boston College when they had Kai Bowman, and he had that uh, bleached curly hair, and somebody in the student section started the Cheeto head chant, And then it just kind of caught on from there and it was going the entire game. And that was arguably his worst offensive performance of the ACC schedule for BC. So um, (laughs) a lot of that stuff is definitely improvised and come up with on the spot. But uh, I think we are planning on this upcoming season, trying to get more organized uh, like a dirt sheet like Duke does, but um, nothing, nothing set in stone yet.
3: Yeah. And just uh, maybe keep it classy. Hokie's got class. (laughs) tons of class. And uh, yeah, no, we, we definitely like to keep it clean and, I think it was like two years ago we tried a, a cheat sheet, a chant sheet, which kind of had some of our chants. It's kind of like a trial run, um, and I think they're going to try to bring it back hopefully. But, no, a lot of it is improvised, and a lot of our guys kind of think on the fly. Like I know um, one of our guys this past season, JP, he had a book, and he kind of wrote over it that said uh, NCAA rule book or whatever handbook, and he would kind of just show it to the ref, saying like, hey, man, have you read this? You know, stuff like that. Or like one of our other guys, he <laughs> he kind of just shouts out – environmentally friendly like chance of that makes sense he's like oh that guy doesn't recycle or something like that like it's it's really witty the way they put it together i get on the flop but like it's in the most like the highest manner it's it's a lot of class put into it so we we really do take pride in that
4: so on a day where because this happens more than you would think like where there's a women's game and then a men's game following that how do you guys collaborate and how do you coordinate with both the men and the women's team, like, do the same front row stay for both games? What's that process like?
3: So when it comes to those two games, um, I mean, usually they're not back-to-back. Like, we've never had one where it's on the same day. But uh, we do like to keep it, like, uh, organized and kind of uh, keeping, like, the same flow of it. So we have the same student section. We try to gra- or gravitate people to the same spot in Castle. Um, and, like, in terms of collaborating with those teams – uh, at least women's this past year, they were really, really um, collaborative with us. They were super easygoing and super welcoming to the idea of us helping them out in whatever way we can. Um, it was one of their student managers that actually reached out to us. And it was from there that we got to do some stuff on campus, outside of games. We got to do those passes this season. Um, it was just a, a lot of work that we would have never gotten beforehand, a lot of behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. So, um, no, definitely the, the women's team, and, uh, as well as their advisor who talks to us and their manager. Um, they definitely opened up the doors for us to to see more of them.
4: Shout-out Coach Kenny Brooks and, and the Lady Hokies. Y'all are crushing it. I can't wait to see you guys on the come-up. And hopefully we, we see you guys make a deep tournament run next year.
3: It's it's actually insane because if you guys – I don't know if you guys saw that tweet towards the end of their season. They're like recap tweet. It had like all the achievements, all the accomplishments listed out. And it's like a ha- so many records were broken. They had the most ACC wins for their program. Um, They had come out ranked second in the ACC for, like, three points made. Um, They had got a bunch of individual stats. Like, I just got, like, first-team all-ACC. Taja Cole got ACC all-defensive team. Uh, Liz got freshman of the year. It was just, like, a handful of accomplishments. And it was crazy to see, like, yeah, the the future is so bright with them. Like, next season is going to be just absolutely filthy.
2: And it's just the beginning because if you look at the seven incoming players we have for women's basketball, it's really exciting between the transfer and the incoming freshman uh, it's a very exciting incoming class, and I think Kenny's just scratching the surface.
1: On the come-up, so I had a question regarding, uh, you know, the difference between Buzz and Coach Young, because, you know, it, it seems like Castle Guard has definitely been on the come-up since the beginning of the Buzz era, but want to know, like, what are the biggest differences between uh, Buzz on the sideline and then with Mo- Coach Young on the sideline and the new staff? Have you seen any differences from a Castle Guard and team relationship perspective, or, like, what has kind of just changed the most in that regard?
2: Um, I would definitely say that Mike Young is more publicly appreciative of the, the our presence within Castle. Not to say that Buzz wasn't appreciative of us. I'm sure he was. But uh, Mike Young, after every game during the press conference, he makes sure to give a shout-out to the student section. And there's videos of him hyping up the team during halftime saying, listen, guys, like these students are about to lose their minds, but you guys need to give them a reason to get loud um so he's constantly giving us shout outs the virginia tech men's basketball page even tweeted a graphic of a quote of mike young just thanking the cal student section um and just time and time again even before and after games he waves towards the student section so there really is like a public appreciation for us
3: and it it was so felt throughout the season there was times where he would literally buy us pizza like out of the blue we wouldn't get the heads up their managers would come out to us and be like hey these 40 boxes of pizza are from coach young and you guys that happened like three times and it was just
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah it was just like acts like that that kind of built up and um, I mean Buzz was great he, he was a lot he had a lot of charisma he was really well spoken and uh, he loved our guys that was apparent but I mean I think any anyone here agrees if we all were coaching at A&M and we got an offer to come back to tech like we wouldn't hesitate we'd go back home and that's all he did
2: mm-hmm. but uh,
3: now they, they both had two different styles in terms of that sideline kind of a uh, presence whereas Buzz <laughs> was just like all over the place sweating and Showing all this emotion, uh, you got Coach Young, a little more calm, and he's got that, that squat pose he does every now and then. So it's two different styles, but we, we very much appreciate him as well. Good stuff, Ben. So we're getting into uh, to rapid
0: fire here, but I do want a little bit of an expansion of these questions because we have a lot of uh, alumni that listen, and obviously heartbreak station here. Uh, Big Al's is no more, and there's now Bar Centro. So the, you're both the first students that we've had on since, the, uh, since Bar Centro is open. Start with Mark. What is this Bar Centro place? Are we, are we, is it looking good? What are, we, what are we thinking here? What's the scene?
2: I've been there a couple of times. Uh, it's like a street taco kind of place. And I will say their tacos are A-plus quality. It's probably the best tacos that I've had in a while. Um, and I'll be sure to be hitting it up on Taco Tuesday pretty frequently. But um, I, I definitely recommend the chicken and steak tacos. Ooh, and a suggestion, All
0: right? Okay, Ben, what do you got?
3: El Centro, uh, ten out of ten, man.
0: The
4: accent.
3: Gotta give respect where it's due. They they really nailed it. I think the the owner is the same owner of El uh, Rods down on Maine. So uh, in terms of authentic food cuisine vibe, it's there. It's very much there. The marks are strong, and uh, in terms of just the night scene, it is a lot of fun. And so they got really good music going on. Uh, just like a good old dance floor, and like he said, the food—my gosh—they really went for authentic, and they got it. So, ten out of ten. Highly recommend El Centro. Fantastic. So, as we get into, ooh, I love, I love, I love the flair. I love the flair. <laughs>
0: um, as we get into rapid fire here, um, basically, we'll uh, we'll go we'll go in age order here. Mark and uh, then Ben give us the first thing that comes to your mind couple of questions uh just that are in general and then we'll get into our quarantine edition too i may add some blacksburg ones if if they come to mind but uh we'll run now pat
1: kick us off here favorite game you've ever seen in castle
2: i've seen so many good ones i, I think it's a tie between my freshman year against uva when london parentis's shot got stuck on the back of the rim and we beat uva in double overtime and then this year the overtime game against unc was just an emotional roller coaster uh and it was a ton of fun and Castle's atmosphere is absolutely electric that night.
3: I'd have to go with Duke our sophomore year. Uh, our quick cussing, Grayson Allen just choking at the end. Uh, it was overall <laughs> just a, an amazing night. And the fact that we got to storm the court, which we, we haven't done in a while, that was definitely the cherry on top.
0: Quick, quick, quick
3: add-in. Court storm question? I was, it was a court
0: storm question. Do we have, do, are we establishing like a safety precaution on, a, on court storming? Because it is a it's a, fall, it's a large drop. It takes a couple seconds to get the storm, the court storming going, and ESPN's gotten better at filming it. Instead of panning out right after the win, they'll go on to whoever is celebrating, <laughs> and then when everybody has a chance to jump down, they'll pan out. So, <laughs> have we have we put in any uh, guidelines on jumping off the rails here?
2: There's only so much we can do, um, but at the end of the day, it gets to the point where we can't really stop them if there's a big enough crowd. Um, but yeah, it is definitely a safety hazard. I've jumped down numerous times for court storming, and. It does send a little shock into your ankles. Um, actually, the uh, our former social media chair Mike Genevius that I mentioned before he nicknames that wall the ankle breaker for obvious reasons. Um, um, but yeah, when, when the st- court storming happens, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. People just ignore the safety hazards.
3: It's hey man, we got we got some ankles, some knees that are hokey strong. If we we want to get on that court. We will get on that court. But uh, let it be known while you're asking it, um, we do have an unwritten rule: we're not going to storm unless. They are ranked and we are not, and more so like we're not going to storm when it's an unranked opponent and, you know, the the atmosphere. Just, it would be a bad look, um, but, yeah, no. If and when the time is right, we will make our way onto that court. <laughs> Let it be known. Let it be known.
4: Least favorite element of Castle Sam, and then favorite part of Castle Coliseum. We'll start with Mark.
2: Least favorite I don't know if I really have one that really sticks out. I know I used to, freshman year, I'd say that it was too hot in there. With the two big fans that they have going, it only does so much. But I've actually come to love it because I think it actually adds to the home court advantage that we have. Um, and then favorite aspect of Castle is I really like the way it's shaped and how it's small. I think that really adds to the buzz and the the loudness inside of Castle. Uh, I just think the acoustics in there really help our home court advantage. In
3: terms of least favorite, um, not – no, it's more so like it could use improvement, but I've always, we've always vouched for the fact that our student section should and could be bigger, even if it was just moved around to the size just a little bit more, man, that would be just an absolute game changer. Uh, but still love the setup we have now. In terms of favorite, yeah, no, it's really the feel, like the acoustic, the whole shape of it, the old school feel of Castle, it's, it, I'm an old school kind of guy. So like that whole style and presence is very much appreciated
1: make the castle roof clean again. Yes. The, the, the roof of castle and the, uh, the pillars or whatever, you know, spider webs, whatever's coming down. <laughs> I love castle, but uh, we need to hire a power washer, you know? Yeah. Oh no. We, we've heard our fair share of that as well. I think you guys talked about
3: it on another podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> decent cleaning, but that's, that's all the sounds. Hopefully with all this time on their hands, I know they were uh, moving some seats out and doing some uh, construction and renovation there. Let's hey, fingers crossed. Let's, let's, let's hope they get to it. Even on
4: the coldest of winter days, it is so hot
0: in Castle Coliseum. If we wanted to renovate the stadium, what would we need people to do in order to, uh, to get some central air? Uh, probably have to join the Hokie club.
4: Join the hokey club. We I, feel like, it. I definitely feel like people should join the Hokie club. I think
2: that's what join we should Hokie do club. here. Join the student Hokie club. Just joined so are
0: you student hockey club members? I am. I love to hear that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Sons of
4: centralized air conditioning in Castle Coliseum.
0: Who is your most despised opposing player and most despised opposing coach?
2: Ooh. Um, in terms of player, the one that sticks out to sticks out to me is Vasilovich, number one on uh, Miami. And it's not so much anything to do with his personality; it's just the fact that he always seems to have. A career games against us, uh, three after three after three. It gets to the point where it's frustrating, and it's almost as if he can't be stopped. But uh, opposing coaches—that's a tough one.
0: I don't love Pati. I didn't like Patino, but he's out now. I don't like Chris Mack. Right. Chris Mack is a good pick as well. Chris Mack. I don't
2: like Georgia Tech's head coach, Passner. He yeah, kind of- I met him at Chipotle. Really nice guy. <laughs> oh, really? <Okay. laughs> I'll take your word for it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got a picture. I'll send it to you after. In terms of years, I think for me, it's, it's always been Kyle guy. Feels like that man's been around forever. Just, yeah, never ever rubbed me the right way and uh, be sure to be extra loud when he's in castle. But, uh, in terms of coach, never been a fan of coach K that's, that's just me. I know that's, uh, yeah, no, I never, I never have been a fan of the team, the coach altogether. They're yeah, they're not it. That's all it is. (laughs) They're not it.
4: Favorite castle concession.
2: I would say the popcorn. Um, and I know Mike Young really embraces the popcorn. He says that it's the best popcorn in the ACC. And I would have to – I mean, I've never been to another uh, ACC stadium to get popcorn, but I would have to agree with him. It's, it's definitely some of the best popcorn I've had at a stadium.
3: Straight facts. You know, Coach Young, he's got it. He's right on the point. There's no other place in the ACC that's got the popcorn that we've got. Sons of popcorn, man. He's really brought that presence. So it's its most definitely the popcorn. Like, he's, he's brought the stigma to it, and we got him to thank. Stamp. As we uh, as we roll into our finisher here with quarantine edition, we do want to remind everybody
0: that the rapid fire section is brought to you by Sharkies, where good friends go. Which leads me to a bonus question from the rapid fire: What are our favorite wing flavors from uh, from Sharkies?
2: I've actually never gotten wings from Sharkies, and I'm not proud to say that. I definitely need to get to get around to doing that during my fifth year, but I can't really answer that one.
4: Come on, Mark. We got to get you up <laughs> to the Wing buffet, man. Every Sunday. Come yeah. on. It's where
3: good friends go. Where <laughs> good friends go. And where good friends will go, and this is all said and done, for sure. Um, I mean, if it's – their wings are just on point, man. If it's edible, I'm going to down it. So I'd, I'd go with barbecue, but, like, I can literally have anything and everything. Like, they are some really good wings. There it is. Quarantine edition questions
0: for you both. As we're all in the house – We're crushing snacks, whether it be Oreos, whether it be jelly beans, whether it be whatever. What are the snacks you're absolutely crushing right now? Sons of
1: snacks.
2: I'm actually a big fan of sunflower seeds. Uh, I've been kind of going through bags and bags of sunflower seeds. Um, I got a whole bunch of different flavors going on over here, so that's been my go-to. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, in terms of snacking, I like to keep it simple. Some goldfish will do really fill you in. And it's like one of those snacks where, like, if you can't just have one, it's kind of like you open the box to finish it. So that's, <laughs> that's why.
4: That's I've the snack that smiles back, man. <laughs> <There
3: you go. laughs>
0: sons of, uh, sons of movies, what movies, what shows have we binge watching. Um, it was Tiger King a couple weeks ago. Is it was the talk of the talk of the town? What are the kids tuning into nowadays?
2: Uh, I usually like to just stick to my classic favorite, the office I, w- I could watch those episodes over and over and over and still not get tired of them.
3: I mean for me it's every every Sunday is something to look forward to because of the last dance, the Michael Jordan uh, the last season of the Bulls like uh, I've got this book that I've been reading along with it so just hearing his story and like what the team's actually going through with the footage and whatnot it's been nothing short of absolutely stunning. It is such a cool story. Um, I've always recognized and admire him as the goat so just to like see this unfold every Sunday it's been it's been a lot of fun.
0: Uh, supporting local business. So, Mark, you're in Bergen County. Who are you ordering from? Whose local business are you supporting?
2: West Hill Bagels is my go-to bagel spot Woo! in Hillsdale. I love their bagels. Uh, it's th- absolutely to die for. And, uh, yeah, that's also – I've been trying to go to uh, – th- I got this one go-to bacon, egg, and cheese spot in Hillsdale and been trying to support them too.
0: Okay, there we go. Hillsdale next to Westwood. Ben, what about Blacksburg? What are we getting in Blacksburg?
3: I will always, always, always be loyal to Subakis. They are the go-to, yes. and every Sunday it's been a really nice tradition, as of the, the start of the last dance, where I get my large Euro sub, everything on it, come back home, stay tucked in for two hours, and just enjoy the show. And those guys, I got to give a huge shout out to Subakis. I think the other day they were giving out toilet paper for free because you know everyone was just mindful. And those guys are really just something else. I will always, always be thankful for them and. They even let me come in the other day to do my grad photos in there because I, I really wanted to. So I got on the stool and all dressed up. So it's, it's, it's been Subakis.
1: That rules. So we're going to jump into letters from the lunch pill here uh, before we cut you guys loose. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, first question. I actually submitted this after Mark talked about Student Hockey Club. Is there any Student Hockey Club involvement in Castle Gard? Are you encouraged to join the Student Hockey Club with being in Castle Gard or vice versa?
2: So we don't actually have any direct involvement with the student hockey club, but obviously we do encourage students to get involved with it just because it is a great cause to su- support all of our athletics programs, not just basketball. But um, the student hockey club does come <clears throat> and they do a few giveaways during the season, mostly during ACC play. Uh, you'll, you'll see them in the concourse area by the Castle Guard booth.
4: The second question, the second letter from the LP is sent in from at L Sment 44, Liam Sment He says, sup, CG homies, your favorite photog here. What is your favorite student section shenanigans moment in Castle? Let's start with Ben.
3: Well, first of all, I got to give a shout-out to Liam. Um, Lo and behold, that man captured so many moments in Castle. He was more or less the the official photographer for Castle Guard, and he was just – he's honestly just a stand-up guy. So shout-out to Liam. He's an amazing photographer. Um, But, yeah, in terms of shenanigans Uh, I wouldn't really classify it as such, but one of my favorite moments in terms of this past season was the uh, whiteout against Florida state. And um, if you guys remember, that was right around um, when the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, and his daughter and the victims of that helicopter crash had happened. So um, it was really last minute, really uh, put together on the fly where we had gotten our rally towels that were handed us um, and brought the number eight for, um, Gigi and tw- I'm sorry, the number two for Gigi and the number 24 for Kobe. So we covered the entire student section. Um, and during the moment of silence, everyone kind of raised their towels and there's a really cool photo captured. I think it's up on our instant Facebook where the entire student section has got their, uh, their numbers up and it looks really cool.
2: For me, my favorite shenanigan actually started this year. There's a former professor who sits between section seven and nine, somewhere in that general vicinity of castle. And he started this thing where he puts his arms in a V and then a T formation while staring at the student section. And it got to it ended up catching on. And it's gotten to the point where now the entire student section will do the VT with him with our arms. It's, it's really cool.
3: And what's even cooler is that it was all him. Like we kind of just picked up on it. And like he said, he would just face us in the most random times of the game and do it. And eventually, the entire student section is facing him back and doing it, just reciprocating. But one of the cool things this past season is that he actually came down to our spot. He like walked all the way with us and led the VT chant from the very front of the, uh, the front row, which was awesome.
4: That rocks. Are there are there any pictures or any videos of that anywhere?
3: Yes. So if you uh, you go on our Facebook, it should be some photos of that. Uh, we might have tweeted out a video, but. Yeah, no, I, the guy is really cool. I, I got to talk to him a little bit. He's a former professor. He's a huge basketball fan, season tickets, so he's at every game. A really cool guy. And I, I remember the very first thing he told me is, like, don't forget about football. Don't forget about football. So he's like an all-around diehard Hokie. He, he, he supports all of our teams. That's oh, awesome. Sh-
4: shout out to Professor VT. <laughs> yeah, there you
3: <he> <laughs> go. Professor
0: VT. I like that. Alex Jones, our guy what songs would you add to the castle and lane playlists
2: so luckily our advisor actually has the input on the playlist for both castle and lane so i know that he definitely does get our feedback before the season to kind of get a feel for what we want for the playlist it's kind of hard to say right now though just because we still have i'm sure tons of new music coming out between now and the beginning of the basketball season but um i i'll I'll definitely be sure to listen to what's going on and all the bars, the top songs that are being played like Mo Bamba two years ago. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for those kind of songs.
3: Yeah, no, it's just keeping up to date with like what's going on, like albums coming out and stuff. I know our guys this year really rock with like the baby and the, some stuff that Posty put out. Um, I think there was like uh, life is good, Drake and future. Just, just being mindful and just like be on the lookout for any new music that's dropping. We're all here. So if you guys got suggestions, send them in.
4: The fourth letter from the lunch pail comes from at Flobsky. I love that at Flopsky shout out. He says free bacon and a loss or buzzer beater win in castle between the two Mark. What do you got?
2: As much as I love free bacon and as much as I love the fact that it adds an extra edge for us in the second half of ACC games, I got to go with a buzzer beater win. I will take a win over anything any day of the week. Um, but I will say that when we get free bacon after a loss, it does make that loss a little bit more tolerable.
3: That bacon does not go to waste. Shout out to Smithfield, sons of Smithfield. But now there's a reason that's a dilemma because we, we value the bacon so much. We love those moments in Castle. So it's a great question. But yeah, there's there's nothing quite like a buzzer beater. As much as I appreciate bacon that next week, it's going to be the buzzer beater, the buzzer beater for sure.
4: This one comes from Center City Hokie. He says, comment on the three white claw limit at Castle. Hashtag Castle Claws hit different.
1: I love that you're asking this question. Yeah, you love white claws, don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Let's talk about <laughs>
2: it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if the listeners know this, but this past season, uh, they're, they do now sell alcohol at some of the concession stands, and they oh. have a three limit. So, uh, it's a new thing that they're testing out, and I think it was pretty popular amongst both the alumni and the students.
3: It's definitely been a lot of fun having that in Castle. It's definitely brought up the atmosphere for sure, and uh, it's, it's exciting to see where we'll go with that in the future.
2: And, guys, I don't know
4: if you know, but a long time ago on a different episode, I kind of went on a rant about White Claw. And I stand by what I said on that episode. White Claws are S-A-W-F-T. Soft.
0: Well, but at the same standpoint, if it's going to be 20 pounds in 2020, they got 70 calories. So if you, you can hate on the seltzer all you want, but Skinny Billy is going to be drinking 70-calorie seltzers.
4: All right, Bill. All right. You don't have to make me feel bad. <laughs>
1: Center City Hokie with another fantastic question. Center City, keep them coming. Every week we want to hear these good questions. When they play Zombie Nation, can we get a let's go Hokies in the same fashion Penn State rips the we are Penn State? Been trying to do this for years and nobody follows along. Hashtag sons of get with the program.
2: (laughs) Um, I'm not opposed to the idea. I I think it's creative. I know some students – tend to chant chant um, we're not Penn State when that song plays, which I personally, I'm not a huge fan of. I just think it's kind of pointless to chant. Um, yeah, I'm out. i I would definitely take the let's go Hokies chant over the we're not Penn State chant.
1: The we're not Penn State chant is the dumbest thing ever, okay? <laughs> if you're listening and you yell we're not Penn State, why, why are you giving, why are we, a fr- why, why, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, <laughs> Why does Penn State have free rent in our heads that we're just yelling their name out at football games and Castle Coliseum for basketball games? Sorry, I just had to say that. Wait, what's worse? Is the Wave worse
0: or is that worse in your opinion? Oh, my god! Turn the question around on you because you hate the Wave and you hate Penn State. So out of the two, which is your favorite? By the way, neither of you have participated
1: in Waves in Lane Stadium, have you? Please say no. no. Okay, okay. Okay, we do not do the wave in Lane Stadium, especially when we're only beating an ACC opponent by like three points. Oh my god! South end zone. Stop trying to start the wave. Do it when we're beating Old Dominion by fifty-five. Come on. Um, yeah, I, I think I dislike the wave a little more. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, not not a
3: not a post any input that we get from um, fellow Hokies. We're always open to all and any any and all ideas. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of just organizing that chain. If we want to make it happen, it will happen. Uh, but yeah, no, can't stand that. We are not Penn State. No free rent up here. Absolutely not. Can't stand that.
0: Ben and Mark, this has been fantastic. And just so everybody knows, this is uh, the first of a few installations here. We're still looking into doing some uh, some pretty cool stuff with the uh, Castle Guard coming up this fall and this winter, fingers crossed, that we play ball. So sons of Be Socially Distant so that we can be cheering and Castle, come up this winter. Um, shoutouts. One, two. Oh, shout outs. How could I forget about shout outs? Do y'all, we give you the opportunity. It's your time to shine, your time to go. We, uh, hashtag no free ads. So who, uh, well, actually, actually this would be hashtag free ads. So give your, uh, give your free ads, starting with Ben.
3: <laughs> well, first and foremost, I got to give a shout out to you guys for being so welcoming and so open to the idea to collaborating with us. Hopefully this is just the beginning and, uh, just know that we're huge fans. Uh, we are sons as well, but In terms of who else, I got to give a shout-out to Anna, Ben, Camden, Chris, Christina, David, the real D. Kunna, uh, Mr. President, J.P., Kadisha, Mia, Nick, all those guys on our exec team this past season. I got nothing but love for you guys. It's going to be really hard um, not being with you next season, but um, I know you guys are going to be doing just as fine. And uh, I'm going to shout-out to our presidents that led us in, Madeline and Kirsten. Shout-out to you guys because they were the ones that kind of led us into the group. And then finally, definitely the most important shout out of the day to my mom. Feliz um, Dia de las Madres, como te quiero tanto, y espero que todo está yendo bien. Just a happy Mother's Day to everyone and anyone listening. Go ahead and give your mom a hug if you can, and just just be with your family today.
4: Sons of Español. That was beautiful. Sons <laughs> of bilingual.
0: Wow. Mark. Right, good luck following that up. You're gonna say- Yeah, that's
2: tough. You set a high bar for me, Ben, but I I agree with everything that he said, uh, especially with the executive board. I think we have a great group, and I'm excited about the new people we have going into next year. Um, Definitely Kenny, Kenny Brooks, and Mike Young. They're both doing great jobs building our programs. I'm excited to see what both programs have in store. Uh, Shout out to Bob Gavigan, our advisor who works for VT Athletics. Uh, He's done a great job, and we've, we've definitely grown closer with athletics as a result of that relationship. And then also, just like Ben, I'd like to give a shout out to my mom. Happy Mother's Day. Hope it's a good one.
0: G baby, we'll go west to east. Uh, shout out to
4: the production company I work for, Bodega Pictures. We just finished up a very, very strenuous move into an awesome new office. Super fired up about that. Once quarantine is over, it's a very, very creative space. So hopefully I will be able to work on some creative things for the sons at that office after hours. Shout out to Bill and Pat in Blacksburg. Straight up. I miss you guys tear it up this week i know you guys got a lot on the itinerary uh, i wish i could be there and then mama shout out to you love you so much your baby boy misses you happy mother's day
1: uh, that was beautiful you guys are giving me really tough acts to follow here i want a big uh i want to give a first shout out to matt kessler and emma barker they got married yesterday at Woo! the christiansburg starlight drive-in so they, they were sons and daughters of pivoting. They did a great job of uh, kind of figuring out how to make things work with their big day. Uh, they were going to get married in Parisburg. And then with all COVID-19 and social distancing, um, they said, hey, come to, uh, come to Starlight and we'll have the drive-in wedding. It was incredible. It was very well done. Turned my uh, radio dial to 90.3 and got to listen in and see it with my own two eyes. And uh, I wish you guys the best. It was actually kind of funny. Um, Sitting there at the drive-in, and about three quarters of the way through, uh, I didn't have my engine on, and my car battery died. So big shout-out to Jesse Tuck and Noah Clinton, <laughs> two of the groomsmen for Mr. Kessler, getting me that uh, that charge-up battery thing, and we were up and running. But that was uh, that was a a extremely memorable wedding ceremony, and uh, I wish you guys the best. And then shout-out to my mom, love you, Grandma. Uh, Nana love you guys Happy Mother's Day Mom's Saturday Very important Well there is no Following up on all of that
0: I'm just going to Shout out Mama Mitchell I hope you have A wonderful day All the mothers out there Hope you have A wonderful Mother's Day um, Shout out to Lefties For lunch today And Sharkies For dinner yesterday And who's going to be Supported from the Local business side next so you will just have to it's Okay maybe Still back Stay tuned Stay find out. We'll see. And shout out To Michael Jordan Can't wait for the doc Tonight Fellas Thank you so much for your time. And also, this was without saying, we're thinking about you and all of the students uh, through this unfortunate situation. Glad to see you both in high
3: spirits, making the most of it. And uh, hopefully we'll be jumping with you in lane uh, this fall. It's so much fun. And again, I hope all of you guys and your families, your loved ones are happy, healthy and together. Um, Glad to hear you guys are back home and just going at it. But thank you guys again for this opportunity. This was a whole lot of fun. Absolutely, fellas. We'll do it again soon. Take care.